Welcome back to the You Can Too podcast, where we go over the knowledge, habits, and strategies on how to start believing that you can too. I'm your host, James Bracken, and in today's episode, I will be going over six things that you have to remember about your past. Now, if you are not already, please go give me a follow on Instagram at jamesbracken9v, and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a future episode. And if you've listened to this podcast and you've enjoyed it, please do me a favor, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps me reach more people. And I'm able to help more people in the process. And if you appreciate my content and you want to see more of it, go subscribe to my YouTube channel at James Bracken IV as well. And let's hop right into this episode. What is up, podcast family? I hope you are crushing it whatever day you're hearing this on. I'm so stoked to hop on here today to talk about the six things that you need to remember about your past. Because oftentimes we can get real caught up in, you know, wanting to disregard our past, to forget our past, to resent our past. And I think it's important to recognize that the purpose of our memory, the purpose of our past is not to remember it, but it's to stop the same thing from happening over and over again, to interrupt the pattern, the continuous disempowering patterns that we have to recognize to interrupt, right? And so the first thing we really have to remember about our past is that it no longer exists. That whatever you continuously ruminate about in the back of your mind or in the front of your mind each and every day, it no longer exists. And I know I've talked about this plenty of times, but our nervous system does not know the difference between what is real and what is imagined. And so when we continuously imagine what has happened in the past, it can feel like we're experiencing it right now. But what we first have to recognize, we have to genuinely internalize this, is that the past no longer exists. That's number one. It does not exist anymore. Number two, that it doesn't have to define you. That the past is a place of reference. It's not a place of residence. That who you were does not define who you can be. What you do today defines you. And I absolutely love the quote that you should never be defined by your past because it was a lesson. It wasn't a life. It wasn't a life sentence. Like what has happened in the past, the mistakes that you have made in your past are not mistakes, but they are mistakes. It is not failure, but it is feedback. And if you tune into my podcast frequently, then you know that I love changing the words that we use because our perception of our past determines the action we're going to take in our present and it's going to determine our results that we get in our future. And so rather than letting our past define us, we have to recognize that it was not meant to define us, but it was meant to teach us a lesson so that we cannot make that mistake moving forward. And that's number three, that it can only serve as a teacher, that your past can only serve as a teacher. Because your past doesn't determine who you are. Your, your past prepares you for who you will be, who you will become. And if you use it for you rather than to you or against you, then it can be a teacher. It can be used for you. It can be used to propel you into who you are going to become. But your perception of your past determines that. As I just said, your perception of your past determines the action you will take in the present and it will determine your results that you will get in the future. And so if you see it as it happened for you, then you can use it as a teacher and it can help you propel you into who you're supposed to become. Because there is absolutely nothing that happens to you in life that is without potential benefit. And number four, it does not have to hinder your future because those who live in the past limit their future. If you allow your past to hinder your future, then that is simply a problem that you create by yourself. And I know that I've I've said this plenty of times on this podcast that most of our problems in life are self-created. And so when we let our past hinder our future, that is a problem that we have placed on ourselves. That is a limit that we have placed on ourselves. But it doesn't have to. That is a belief that does not serve you. 
our beliefs drive our behavior in our life. And if we believe that our past has to hinder our future, then we give ourselves no opportunity to take the action to act in ways that would create a more empowering future for us. So that's number four. It does not have to hinder your future. Number five, this one is absolutely, this is probably the most important one, that much of what you remember is inaccurate. Most of what you have been through in your past that you remember to this day is inaccurate. It is a form of confirmation bias because as humans, our brain likes to only pick out the things that we want to remember, the things that we want to see. And so what is crazy is that our brain will specifically make up things to to act in accordance to what we believe to be true. And so something that that has happened in the past can be completely different than what you remember it to be simply because your brain has this this activating system that is meant to keep you quote unquote safe, that is meant to support what you believe to be true. A reticular activating system. I've talked about this plenty of times. A reticular activating system is a filter system in our brain that pretty much filters everything to to what is important to us, to support our beliefs. And so if we believe something to be true that has happened in our past, regardless if it is true, our brain will conform it to be truth. Our brain will structure it to conform to what we believe to be true because that keeps us safe. It keeps what we believe as important that has happened in our past to be in the forefront of our mind to remind us, our ego a little bit there, that we are correct, our confirmation bias. And so what we have to recognize is that much of what you remember isn't essentially true. It really isn't. And so when we can bring our awareness to that and actually internalize it, it might not always be easy But we have to remember that most of our life, most of our growth comes from unlearning what we think we already know. And so that's number five. Number six, last one. The past you deserves love and understanding. This is something that I touch on with my clients, and this is a huge topic of vulnerability, authenticity, and acceptance. We have to lead with acceptance and empathy for who we were because I I love the quote that much of life, most of our life experience is genuinely unlearning what we think we know, right? That's number one. I just said that in number five. But most of our life isn't becoming someone new, but it's shedding who we thought we had to be. And so it's shedding the layers of who we thought we had to be growing up because that was that's what kept us safe throughout our life. And so when we resent our past, when we place judgment on our past, then it gives us no opportunity to create an empowering future. It withholds us and creates this mental block in our mind that creates this belief that there's no way we can do anything more, that there's no way that we're capable of achieving more or becoming more or having more or doing more. And so when we create this relationship with our past full of love and acceptance and empathy for what has happened, then we create this safe space and we create this genuine relationship and authentic relationship with ourselves that is led with appreciation and gratitude for what has happened because it has put us in a position to lead us right to where we are. And this is something I had to really build because most of my life I didn't have a high sense worth, a high sense of self-worth or a high confidence. And so that was something I resented and played a lot, placed a lot of judgment on throughout my life. But rather than placing judgment on it, we have to lead with empathy because everything that has happened in my past, whether I hate it or I love it, it's led me to, ex- to this place where I am right now, and I could not be more grateful for where I am. And so 
over the six. Number one, it no longer exists. Your past no longer exists. Number two, it does not have to define you. Your past is not a life sentence, but it was a lesson and it's supposed to teach you. That's number three. You can only see it as a teacher. When you see it as for you rather than to you, there is so much to gain. Number four, it does not have to hinder your future. Where you are does not determine where you can go. Number five, most of what you remember is inaccurate. Our life is a series of unlearning what we think we know and learning new beliefs that serve our future to empower us to become more than we are. Number six, the past you that you resent and place judgment upon deserves love and understanding. And when you can create a genuine relationship with who you used to be, you can create an empowering relationship that creates who you aspire to become. I appreciate you for tuning in. I hope you take these lessons with you and you create a genuine relationship with who you used to be so that you can step into who you deserve to be. I appreciate you for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,